Welcome to Consultancy Insights with me, Ed Purnell, and me, Michael Forsdyke. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about communication during the COVID era. Before we get started, though, if you want to access to exclusive content and updates on when the next episode is going to be out, please subscribe now. So Mike, on this episode, we're talking about communication during COVID and some of the difficulties around it. But before we get into that, how's, how's the last year been for you? Uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, I think is probably the best way to describe it. Um, I think we've all had some very uh, unique challenges uh, to, to overcome uh, over the months. But um, it seems like, you know, there's, there's light on the horizon. Um, so it's, you know, looking to the future and just trying to put it all behind us, I think. Yeah, and, and have you had any challenges with the Zoom calls and Teams calls? Any issues around those? Yeah, Zoom fatigue certainly is, uh, I think, is something we've all really kind of experienced. Um, certainly, I was one of the people that had a Zoom sort of party every week just to <laughs> try and get a sense of uh, being around people. Uh, but yeah, the, the novelty very quickly wears off. So trying to kind of keep it as a an integral part of, of day-to-day life long term is, uh, yeah, it's going to need a little bit of variety to keep the spice going, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think for for me personally, I've found that actually it's been great because I've been able to speak to more people than I would have normally done in in the mm. in the in the real world, as I like to yeah, imagine yeah, it. Yeah. Um, where you, you'd have to travel, you know, a few hundred miles to maybe meet somebody. Now you can do it over a Teams or Zoom call, and and people are quite comfortable with that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But of course, like you say, it doesn't really work out that well for the uh, the human kind of side of things, and actually communicating, uh, you know, experiencing that that face to face. Uh, relationship building so mm. when we're thinking about it from a consultant's point of view then working with clients what do you think are some of the main challenges that they've, they've faced over the last year and perhaps for the mm. for the coming months as well I think what you've already touched on there is is going to be a, a, a key part of that is that that sense of proximity and and building that rapport with the people that you're you know talking to developing relationships with um you know trust is very much a, a, an emotional response and and trying to uh, build that uh, through a, a flat screen that's kind of in front of you um can be can be quite tricky um it's it's difficult to get a, a read on someone when you're you're trying to do it through a computer screen um and it's, it just lacks that that sense of of personality of personalness um so it's, it, I think it's it's quite a, a difficult challenge to kind of overcome that. But on the flip side, as you've you've mentioned, frequency and the volume of those types of calls that you can get through are really great from a productivity perspective. Um, and also, if you don't enjoy being sat in the car for, you know, several <laughs> hours a day, uh, it's it's a it's a great opportunity. Um, and I suppose in some respects, you could even see that you can eliminate some of those wasted journeys as well. You know, if you're on a Zoom call and it lasts 10 minutes and you think, no, nah, that was a complete waste of time, at least you haven't had to drive a 300-mile round trip um, to, to, to learn that lesson. Um, so I think that's it's a bit of a, a, bit of a mixed bag um, on, on that particular one. Um, and also, I think from the technology sort of point of view, that there's been a few challenges there as well, obviously, if you haven't got... A stable connection or maybe people have got families that were at home at, at periods of time all using the internet on their their, their ipads mm-hmm. or laptops or tv whatever it may be yeah, yeah. that that caused a few uh, communication issues as well so yeah, absolutely and i think because people have been uh, working from home quite a lot um you know not everybody has lots of spare rooms that they can set up as their private zoom studio if you will um, so, you know, trying to find space in a house, especially if you've got a family, 
uh, can be quite tricky. Um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, different devices you may not have lots of spare equipment laying around. Um, so, you know, you know, if you've got the kids sort of wanting to, you know, play a bit of Fortnite or, or something like that, it could get a bit, a bit sporting in the house. Um, I think we've all experienced connectivity issues uh, with these yeah. calls and how utterly infuriating it gets when, uh, you know, the signal drops out. You know, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You know, I'm going through a tunnel. Uh, <laughs> you know, those <laughs> kinds of things. Um, but it's 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 par for the course, you know. I think I won't say that it's endearing, but I think because we're all in the same boat in some respects, that you know, I think people have got a lot more tolerance for some of these technical issues because ultimately we've all kind of had to deal with them, um, you know, in in recent months. So yeah, sure. I think there's there's ways around it though that you can kind of improve that that space for you. But we're, I think we'll come on to that in a little while. Um, before that though, I want to kind of put you in the the scenario of a consultant trying to get hold of mm-hmm. um, their clients yeah. or a, pr- a prospective client uh, for a meeting. What, what what are some of the challenges that consultants are facing at the moment? I think getting hold of the person that you're trying to you know reach out to is is arguably one of uh, the, the the biggest challenges that we've had. Um, you know, particularly when. COVID was really starting to take off to begin with and there was just chaos because nobody knew exactly how it was all going to unfold. You know, you had people going on to furlough, you had others being, you know, made redundant or whatever it might be. So a lot of the people that would usually be the person that you have to go through to get to uh, the the decision maker, the business leader that you're trying to speak to um, may not be there. They might be working from home. Uh, Their systems might be disrupted. Their processes might be disrupted. Um, all of these things can get in the way of getting to the person that you want to speak to. Um, and equally, the person that you want to speak to probably has other things on their mind as well. You know, um, with with so much uncertainty, you know, their focus has probably gone from really, really broad to much narrower and much more specific in terms of, right, what are the absolute essentials that I need to keep focused on to keep the lights on, essentially? Yeah, they... they, they they tend to firefight, don't they, in times of Absolutely. emergency and panic. And um, and actually what they could use is a consultant who's got that top-level view, the outside of view to help them think, actually, this is the strategy you should take forwards rather than just putting out that one fire in that one department and then moving on to the next one. Absolutely. And it, cre- it really does create that, that challenge of actually gaining their time, especially as we mentioned already, um, Zoom call after Zoom call or Teams call after mm-hmm. Teams call, um, they've got no time in between. There's no point where you can just phone and, and, and get hold of people a lot of the time. It becomes quite a challenge as well. So Absolutely, yeah. I think, you know, we're all time poor. I think that's that's a given. Um, but, you know, that becomes even more pronounced when you are uh, a decision maker, a business owner, you know, however you want to call it. Um, so for, for people in those types of positions, they see their time as an investment. You know, it's not that they're not prepared to spend time on things that they see as valuable, um, but it's about showing them that the, the value of investing their time uh, in you. Um, and that's why, you know, Zoom calls can be very effective in terms of they've not got to travel anywhere. They don't have to take time out of the office, anything like that. Um, but there's still that, you know, I- important goal of showing them why it's important for them to invest their time with you as a consultant, uh, explaining the value that you can deliver. Um, and I'm sure as part of today's episode, you know, we'll go through that in a bit more detail. Yeah, I think you're right. It's um, 
to, to, to demonstrate that value, you've got to actually really understand that client, the challenges they're facing right now within that industry, mm-hmm. but also within their personal life as well. At the end of the day, they're, they're human beings and probably need to show some, some empathy as well for their, their, their situation. So these are all creating a lot of difficult challenges on how to get hold of the, the individual, how to, to gain their attention. Um, so what are some of the solutions do you think what what are some of the solutions or the best ways that you can see for consultants to overcome these problems i think you've touched uh on a really good point there that you understanding the, the the person that you're trying to get through to i think the more that you can demonstrate that you understand the the challenges and the headaches um that, that they're experiencing um that's going to be a great way of uh, demonstrating that you know a conversation with you, uh, a meeting with you, um, is going to be a <coughs> excuse me uh, a valuable investment of their time. Um, I think the actual process of scheduling these things, as we you know spoke about earlier, that you know receptionists, secretaries, or whatever may not be around like they used to. Um, so trying to make that process as frictionless and simple as possible is going to be really really important. Yeah, I, I agree completely with you on that one. And um, it's almost kind of personalising the, the situation for that individual as well. Once you know and understand them and their, their challenges a little bit more, um, yeah, how can you make it easier for them? And uh, one particular tool that I absolutely love is a tool called Calendly, which basically schedules in time um, by giving the individual the link to your diary and allows them to put in the time that suits them best. You can generate automatically zoom meetings or teams meetings as well so actually you have less of that backwards and forwards in in terms of communicating making that a little bit more frictionless like you like you said there absolutely and you know anything that you can do that's going to uh, save time and be direct i think there's with because everyone's been sort of working from home under these different conditions i think you know people are more receptive to just being direct and kind of getting to the point in those types of circumstances um, you know, so I think that the, the tool that you recommended there makes a lot of sense. It gives them complete control uh, to kind of pick and choose what works for them as well. So you're you're sort of making it easy for them, and kind of you know it's a, it's a good call to action to kind of get them moving along in the process. Uh, uh, yeah, I think on that that point about being direct, that's that's quite interesting actually because um, thinking about it in my own world, actually people are starting to write shorter emails, um, possibly because they haven't got so much time themselves, mm. but. Also, it's just removing some of that fluff at the beginning of I hope you're well and things like this, which may seem nice on the face of it, but actually it just adds to this bulk of an email, which can be difficult to read through and actually find the relevant content to that individual. Um, And so I think that's another thing to think about is how are you communicating digitally with the with the client so not just on your emails but in your reporting as well mm. you know um reams and reams of text uh, you know a booklet of of reports whilst maybe interesting if you have the time to read it if you've got team school after team school it can be quite challenging to actually think right i'm going to sit down and take a look at this um so my suggestion would be to make it more visual make sure your your reports are visual and, and have the key highlights if not throughout the whole thing it, it, at the very beginning mm-hmm. so that they can get a real snapshot really quickly and understand that value a lot better uh, that you can deliver to their business. Yeah, I think that's uh, a fantastic point. At the end of the day, <coughs> excuse me, 
as a as a consultant, your your goal is to get the person that you're speaking to to prioritize you and your services and the value that you know that you can deliver. So, you know, a 12-page appendices of, of tabular data, cool. It's going to take them a couple of hours just to read through it anyway. So that makes it far too easy for that individual to go, I'll do it later. I've got other things that I need to be focused on right now. As we were talking about earlier, you know, their their broad focus has become a lot narrower uh, as a result of the, the global pandemic. So, as you say, the more that you can provide the, the key elements, the highlights, the, the why now, if you will, um, you know, the easier it makes them for them to make that decision to go, actually, I do need to prioritise this. this. This actually is going to be of value to my business. And therefore, yeah, I'm going to have a 20-minute Zoom call with, with this individual. So I think that's nail on the head, definitely. Well, I, I think you can also take it one step further as well. So, yes, um, static information is quite good and, and useful because it can um, kind of back up what you're, you're, you want to get across. But if they still have to read the email explaining that data, you know, that's still extra time. So um, a more effective way to communicate, I believe, is through video in, in, in everything that you do pretty mm-hmm. much yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you send digitally. So a, a good idea could be to add video into the, into the email or as a, a separate link mm-hmm. that describes what the report is all about and the key things that that person should focus on. And it only needs to be a, f- a few minutes as you talk through, but I think that could be really impactful. And, and to be honest, would probably make you stand out from other consultants in the world today if you, mm-hmm. you take up something like this. Absolutely. You know, uh, video's arguably the most engaging format out there. You know, uh, if a picture tells a thousand words, then how many does a video tell? Um, you know, it's, it's a great way of kind of uh, telling that snapshot, getting those key points across, um, helping to differentiate you from others that are, you know, trying to get their time prioritised over yours. Um, and I think also it in a time where even now kind of distance, we still need to keep kind of social distancing and thing like that. Um, video is a great way of building that sense of proximity with the people that you're trying to speak out to. You know, they can start to get a sense of your tone of voice, the sound you make, your kind of mannerisms, things like that. So actually it's quite a subtle way of building some of these foundations of trust, building some of those bridges um, and helping to kind of build that sense of familiarity in a way. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a great way to, you know, help get the message across in an engaging way, uh, in an efficient way, uh, in a time-sensitive way, um, which is all going to work really well for you as a consultant, but even better, it's going to work perfectly for, you know, the, the, the business owners, decision makers that you're trying to speak to. Yeah, I agree. And, and and I've just had a thought as I was, I was listening to you speak then about other forms of media that you can use to communicate your message. So um, obviously now we're, we're looking like we're coming out of the COVID world. Vaccination programs, in particular in the UK, are rolling out mm-hmm. fantastically well and there's a lot more confidence to meet face to face. This is uh, bringing about more meetings where you have to travel and we've spent the last year, 18 months, just having it booked in the diary and it's you, you don't have to think about where you're going mm. and and how the traffic's going to be impact your journey it's just yeah. make sure you you press log in at 10 o'clock and you're, and you're there so actually there's there's going to go back to this traveling um or commuting period of time which a lot of people may see as wasted time perhaps or or time where they actually could be doing more work so Perhaps another approach could be to use audio to actually communicate your message to to clients. So, mm-hmm. okay, here's a quick audio snippet of the report so you can listen mm-hmm. to it 
as and when you're ready to and, and want to. And I was just thinking maybe that's a, another another option for, for how you can communicate with people that are, are, are managing a, a difficult diary. And, and Yeah, I think if anything, the what we've learned from, you know, kind of going through the global pandemic is that there's there's opportunities out there. You know, for if, if people want to try new things, whether that's, you know, simple things, complex things, you know, whatever it might be, but, but just being willing to try new things um, can be really successful. Um, so, you know, if, if based on the person that you're trying to speak to, if you think that that is going to be um, a potential way of kind of cutting through the noise, if you will, and actually, you know, getting some, some time with them, um, I think that could be a, a, a great opportunity, a great way of, again, differentiating yourself uh, whilst also getting across the kind of key points in, a, in the most efficient way. Um, so I think, you know, whether you want to do video, whether you want to do audio, uh, whatever kind of route to market you want to try and use, um, I think as long as you're willing and open-minded to trying new things and not just sticking to, well, this is how I've always yeah. done it, you know. Um, I, I think in some respects, it's one of the benefits, I suppose, of, of all the things that have come out or good things that have come out of the pandemic should i say um is that people are more willing to try these new kind of routes to the market and kind of mix up the way that things used to be you know if that yeah. makes sense and uh, that leads me on to wonder whether or not teams calls, zoom calls are they here to stay and and if they are um how how can a consultant kind of upgrade the experience for their clients because i think that's another opportunity to um, stand out from your competitors i think as we mentioned earlier, we've all been on uh, Zoom calls that, uh, you know, it's badly framed in the background or uh, you, you, the camera angle and the person is maybe looking up their nose or something like that. And, it, <laughs> you know, when you're, you're trying to come across as professional and somebody yeah. who can help their business, that's probably not the best look. So um, what what would you suggest to some of the kind of technical things that people can think about mm-hmm. when when framing themselves on on these these calls sure. if, if they're here to stay that yeah, is yeah yeah i mean the, the good news is you know it doesn't need to be expensive i think a lot of people when it comes to this sort of thing are perhaps a little bit wary of oh i need to go out and spend thousands of pounds on uh, equipment and it, it, it that's just not the case like if you want to you by all means fill your boots um but you know webcams you know the, the stuff that tends to come built into equipment can sometimes be a little bit on the low quality side um but even standalone units you know we, we're talking sort of 50 60 pounds you know it doesn't have to kind of break the bank um same with microphones you know if you get an external microphone uh, it can give you a little bit more flexibility but it doesn't it doesn't need to break the bank i think a lot of it comes down to kind of simplicity um you know not trying to kind of overdo it but you know make sure that you've got a tidy-ish background um you know uh, we were sort of discussing earlier before we started recording that you know we've all kind of come through this together so you know we're all working from home we've all got families and things like that so you know if if the dog comes barging in or you know your, your kids start asking for snacks or things like that that that's not a problem if anything that's that's quite endearing and it shows that that human to human aspect um but i think beyond that you know if you've got some reasonable lighting um you know you, you've, you've got you know a, a clear or relatively tidy background um you know these types of things ultimately that is going to be the kind of the, the core elements of what you need um and anything beyond that is is just kind of you know extra decoration sure but personally i think the the audio side is quite important and, mm. and, the, and the camera because again it would just make you stand out as long as it is framed right as well but 
uh, like you say, I think we, we, we can all relate to any dogs barking or, or children running in. And so uh, not to worry too much about those, those elements. Up next on Consultancy Insights, we speak with Rhoda Brain. Uh, with more than 10 years experience in finance and consultancy, uh, she's recently launched Mint Marketing, which is a growing international marketing consultancy, uh, which she happened to launch in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, we were introduced to Rhoda through a previous guest, Ryan Jackson, uh, and if you'd like to watch his episode, you can do so now. You know, I know your business was pretty much, um, you started it just before the, the pandemic, so uh, <laughs> quite, quite, an in- quite interesting to see what's going to happen, you know, what, how your businesses has uh, coped and, and grown over that time. Yeah, I think um, just a bit of uh, crisis management from life experience. And then uh, I, I tend to do a lot better when I'm sort of back against the wall, as it were. Um, so like, uh, I was also a consultant. So I was an operations and marketing consultant, operations for um, small businesses who needed to implement systems into their company. Uh, so uh suggesting the right sort of tools so like you'll find there's a lot of small businesses who've never even heard of a crm for example um creating some kind of automation from the digital side as well so it's like oh we've got a lead what do we do with that okay what about sending out automated emails so um where my background's been chief operations in the last agency that that i was working for um, it, it worked hand in hand. So it was a marketing agency, a digital marketing agency. And then uh, I grew it from 40 members to like 70, uh, uh, like the highest number of staff that was working there within two and a half years. So you're based in, in the UK, right? But you've got um, staff based around the world. Is that right? Um, so we've got a team member in Amsterdam. Um, so she does some of the... Um, content work for us and then we've got I think we've got 11 now in the Philippines so I've recently hired another three staff um in the last week uh so yeah it, there's a couple of us but they're mainly in based in the Philippines that's not to say that I wouldn't work with somebody based in India some programming languages are just much more uh there's much better supply of starting texts and programming languages from different countries so like python for example i'll probably struggle to find a python developer in the philippines but i'll i'll be able to find somebody in pakistan or sri lanka or something like that sure so that's that's quite difficult to manage a team that are across multiple countries i'm guessing how are you how are you achieving that <laughs> just just by communication alone you know um, and i think this would be interesting to to people listening and watching because um we've all over the last year or so been forced into um zoom meetings teams meetings you know um in, in our in our work lives so how have you managed to to cope managing that team we use a tool called time doctor uh, which I still use now uh, in my own business. And it's just a way to quantify the quality and the profitability of the business. So some people would say, oh, you know, it's a bit big brothery. Uh, you're constantly looking at their work. And I'm like, I haven't checked anyone's screenshots or 
um, anything like that in the last couple of months. But should a client say, what well, work's been done here? Because SEO, there's not many, there's not a huge amount of tangible um, results from SEO, you know, in terms of uh, the technical work that we do. One piece of error can take an hour to do, some might take 10 minutes. And therefore, a way for us to back ourselves is to be able to say, we know that we, they've been working on this because here is the timeline. You can even have the screenshots of our team members working on that specific error. So with things like social media and stuff like that, we've never had any issues with them because it's tangible. You can see what, what's been done. So, so I guess so. that could be a really useful tool for, for any consultant really to, to kind of quantify, well, this is the, the, the hours, the time that we've put in and, and de demonstrate it clearly to their clients. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So it works out as something like, I think $10 per user. So it's worth, it's actually worth it, in my opinion, if it came down to be, being able to um, have that accountability. And, and also because of that tool, we have so much more flexibility as well. So if people are better working or if people are more productive in the morning than they are in the evening, then work in the morning or vice versa. Um, as we, we can, the Time Doctor tool is quite clever in a sense of you can summarize how much hours they've done weekly, monthly, daily, and then you can get a good idea of somebody's working patterns and, and when they're most productive. Because I, I tend to sort of say, if you're not feeling up for working, then I'd rather you didn't work because you're just not going to churn out good work anyway. You know, the performance is going to do it, which is not a popular opinion, I understand, because most people work nine till five. Um, but that's, I'm just going based on what feels right for me. So if that's what I do, that's what everyone should be able to do as well. Um, so... In, in your experience then, um, what do you think is the best way to communicate with clients? What's the most effective way to communicate with clients? And I'm talking email, face-to-face, -face, Zoom, and yeah, any other, any other routes that you can think of? Okay, so uh, what we do now to also save on account management time is to do screen videos. Uh, so we would record our screen and then run through the reports using uh, what we use is uh, Screencast-Matic, I think it's called. And uh, it, we deliver their reports based on the metrics that we can access for them and digest it for the client. So this figure means X, that percentage means Y, and then they can then kind of come back to us if they've got any questions. So. Uh, we we send it out on an email on a report, including all the reports that's to do with that's re related to that um, that was related to that screened video, and then uh, if they've got any questions, then we will refer back to it. So that's what we found to be kind of the most effective way right now of um, saving our time as well as the client's time from you know you know how meetings go 15 minutes of chit chat on things that are irrelevant which you know is absolutely fine uh but we're our clients are busy we're busy we're just trying to find the most efficient and effective way 
of delivering those data and the results for them. Yeah, and I guess it allows them to work from home if they need to as well and and not worry too much about you know putting the zoom suit on and um yeah. <laughs> you, you know having to be present in that moment that you're you're speaking they can kind of focus on whatever else they want to and then come to those reports when when yeah. they're ready to and, and i guess it then starts to open up the world for an individual as a consultant to be able to manage clients that are international a lot more than having to stay in the same time zone or have a late night meeting or something like that so there we go that's my chat with Rhoda Brain uh, from Mint Marketing um, what do you think Mike? It, it's it's great to kind of hear from um, you know business owners that have sort of set up shop yeah, and are certainly becoming a consultant um, during a, a global pandemic, uh, I think that that takes a certain element of bravery. Uh, so, my, you know, my hat's off to Rhoda. Um, you know, some of the, the kind of points that she made throughout that, I think, fit with, you know, the topics that we've talked about um, in this episode. Um, you know, the kind of challenges of communication and sort of trying to keep on top of how all the, the different components all come together um, and, and trying to manage that when there's still a lot of, you know, uncertainty out there and, uh, people are still trying to figure out their own way of doing things. I can be imagine it's quite quite difficult. It's quite a fluid situation. So, um, you know, I think she's got quite a, a, an adaptive approach uh, that gives her a lot of flexibility in some respects. Um, so I think that's that's probably a, a good way um, to do it so that you can respond um, uh, quite efficiently. Uh, and also it puts you in a good position to be able to uh, support um, your client or the prospect or whomever um, in, in whatever sort of ways work best for them because obviously everybody's different, every business is different. Um, so if you've got a, a, an approach, a model um, that, that allows you to kind of adapt to you know, unique situations that present you, um, I think that's going to put you in a, a really strong position um, to capitalise where others perhaps can't, you know. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, she she kind of highlighted a challenge that we hadn't talked about already, and that was that a lot of businesses are going to have this hybrid model now, where some mm. people are working at home some of the week, other days they're going to be in the office. So actually, your approach to clients and how you're going to set up meetings and when you do them, how you do them, these are all factors that you're going to have to start to consider when when building a relationship with a business. Um, so I personally think that to overcome that challenge, it may have to be part of that conversation during the first meetings that you have with them to, mm -hmm. to say, look, we want to work together as efficiently as possible. Make sure your time is not impacted by, you know, constantly trying to book meetings. So maybe mm -hmm. there's other ways we can find to communicate effectively between us as a group, including the other members of, of your team that are going to be supporting you. Um, and that's why I thought it was really interesting um, Screencast-O-Matic, I think it was the program that yeah. Rhoda was using. I thought it was a really interesting way to deliver reports. You're cutting out all of that time with the chit-chat at the beginning and, and things like this, trying to arrange the meetings. You're just delivering the report very quickly, succinctly, but with that video backing it up so that you can kind of show the report as, you, as you're talking through it, and it makes it easier and more efficient for the other person absolutely and uh, you know efficiency is, is exactly the right word because as we were you know sort of discussing earlier you know it's finding ways of articulating the insights and the value that you are delivering to these people in a way that is easy to consume uh, and works for them 
Um, so in, in this situation, um, you know, that approach to deliver the reports obviously works very, very well. Um, and I think, you know, it, the, the lesson that other consultants can, can take um, from, from this is that it's about finding what works best for you. It's about finding new ways, you know, not just, you know, well, here's your three options, pick one. It's, you know, always being on the lookout for, for new ways of, of delivering um, these insights. Um, but focusing on, as we've said, you know, the time is so important. It's so, so valuable uh, to people at the moment that, you know, efficiency, you know, um, uh, brevity, you know, these are really key considerations when it comes to, you know, articulating the key messages that you're, you're trying to get across. So, yeah, some great examples today. It's interesting you, 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 you touched on time again there. I actually think that there's two reasons why a company uses a consultancy service and, and ultimately it's they haven't got the time or the money, or sorry, or the expertise to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. So if you can deliver both of them for them, save them time and deliver them expertise and value, um, I think you're on to a winner. Absolutely. So with that, let's go over to Arne to check out his insights on how to communicate effectively during COVID. Welcome back to Ant's Top Tips. And today I'm going to try something very difficult, which is to talk to you about communicating in, in, in uh, times of COVID uh, and, and how we can do that effectively as uh, consultants. Actually, that's something that's very close to my heart because for the last 12 months, you know, I've, I've been, been trying to help our European organization, that's more than 400 consultants across 20 different countries, uh, to stay in touch with their clients and actually also stay in touch with potential clients and new clients uh, and sign them up online, whereas in the past it was always face-to-face, -face, right? So um, we've been thinking long and hard about it, and I could probably talk about this for hours. I want to say a couple of things. Um, I think my number one top tip is you need to start redefining your standards. And what I mean by that is two years ago, 2019, if I went to a client, I would probably put on a suit and a tie. I would get into a hopefully nice and clean car so that I show up at the client's premises with what, what you know was like the standard of presenting yourself. You had a laptop and you had a presentation ready, etc. In the online world, I think in those online meetings, uh, it's, it's similar. So what are, the, what are the things that are standards to you? Showing up five minutes early for the meeting, um, having a nice background. Like I, I, I don't really care about the background that much. I have my little roll-up display, so I don't have a, an artificial one. Uh, and I don't care whether the client actually sees that I have a couple of folders uh, you know, in, on the shelf that you know, may not look too pretty. Um, and I don't put a suit and a tie on anymore because I feel that it's really artificial when I'm dialing in from my home office, which I often do. Um, but there are there are other things that you can do, uh, and that's down to your your skill of actually managing online meetings and using some really cool tools and techniques. Uh, and I think that also translates from the pre-COVID world, where if you were in a meeting room with your client, you would try and um kind of um kind of lead the meeting in a positive way where you went to the flip chart you put forward the agenda you had a couple of maybe standard um you know charts and and kind of matrix uh designs up your sleeve where you could start leading a conversation with clients and 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 stakeholders and 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 help your clients thoughts you know kind of filter through uh your framework now Online, that's a bit 
more difficult to do, but it's absolutely possible. Uh, I'm always amazed when we do those meetings and I have some of our millennial clients, uh, sorry, millennial uh, colleagues actually uh, on the call and they all of a sudden found another really cool app that does a, a certain uh, analysis. You know, we can do a quick survey here. It's all very instant. So I think you need to have probably two or three really cool tools up your sleeves at, at, at any point in time where you can just quickly post a link to, in the chat and say, hey, why don't we just take a quick poll on this? I have prepared three questions here. Or why does everybody, you know, put the three or four words in that, you know, come to mind and it, it creates this word cloud that all of a sudden you can see what the what the commonalities are in the way you view a certain uh, thing. So those are just some of the most recent examples that I've seen that really blew my mind because it's exactly that, right? You control the meeting and they can, you know, the client can see that the competence and 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 your ability to to lead the client to higher levels uh, of effectiveness, um, I think that that is really something that we all need to train ourselves on. And there's nothing complicated around it. I think I've spent probably 20 hours on YouTube uh, to to try and learn those things. Um, I'm clearly not a millennial, and I can do it. So I think that's really uh, you know that's really it. Now, as we move out of the the lockdown situations uh, across Europe. Um, or hopefully across the world, I would say um, we need to all come to a new new balance. So when do you actually suggest a physical meeting is the question. I think my expectation and our expectation at Expense Reduction Analysts is that uh, more than 50-60% of the interaction will remain on Zoom and Teams and we will have a lot less face-to-face -face meetings. But I think there is a a time in that relationship, especially when you're working with prospective clients and you're in the discovery phase about possibly working together, where you need to actually come up with a compelling reason now why you should meet face-to-face. -face. And I'm still convinced that having this face-to-face -face meeting and being able to build a personal relationship uh, and maybe have dinner together ultimately is still very, very important to kick off a client relationship uh, with the right you know, basis. So I would just make the point that you need to be very conscious about when and why you want to move that conversation offline and actually meet the client. So have a compelling case ready where you say, okay, actually for this particular point, I would really like to come and meet you. Let's spend two hours, lock ourselves into a, a meeting room and uh, you know go through those points face to face. So I think that's it. We're going to be living in a hybrid world more and more where the online and the offline world can emerge. Um, and we need to be good at both sides of this technology. Uh, so train yourself up uh, and, and make, you know, create your new style. I think that could easily be losing the tie and, and being a lot more informal. But, but having those professional elements um, really, you know, come through very, very clearly for the client. Good luck with that. Thank you very much for watching this episode of Consultancy Insights. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe so you can access lots of exclusive content, our complete library of previous episodes, and to get notifications of new episodes.